Oh no, oh no, I better kill myself.
Ah, uh, yes, the, the the language of Earth, lie. It's we speak lie. We the language we speak is lie. Greetings, in the name of the Most High, and welcome to the world of lie. We speak lie. There are no other languages. Just lie, lie, and lie. All we do is lie, and lie, 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 lie. What suicidal? What? You mean you don't love it here? You don't love the world of lie? Delusion, programming, slavery? You don't like it? Fuck. There's another one. We better sequester this one and make them eat feces. I'll teach you. You're going to love. You're going to love mommy state soon. All right. So... Sympathy for the suicidal um, and understood understanding. Um, well, I thought, that what a great day to acknowledge the suicidal on Earth. You see, we always acknowledge the suicide, i.e. they're dead, or we acknowledge um, the suicidal getting help. <laughs> Yes, getting help. <laughs> and But we never really deal with the suicidal. Just being their badass selves, they're just suicidal. Hello. Right, it's either get them help or lament their death and say that's just too bad. How tragic is that? That's awful. That's just terrible. We're going to have to try harder. Wait a second. I didn't commit suicide. I didn't feel suicidal. Someone else committed suicide last week. A whole bunch of people. But I'm not them, and so I can't possibly understand how they felt. I mean, you know, we've all known pain. But this idea to just go forward and kill yourself, to A, get rid of the pain. B, go elsewhere, because... You're not really feeling the consent for being born. Did you give, did you want to be, you didn't even want to be here. Or <laughs> you were gaslit into it. They gaslit you into suicide and now you're dead and you have no voice to fight back against those fucking assholes that did it to you. And every day somebody on the radio says, oh, the suicide rate, it's really through the roof. That's really bad, isn't it awful? We better get our political solution so we don't have suicides anymore. Political solution? <laughs> Political solution? 
Now, I fully expect, you know, at the rate we're going, if there isn't any kind of change, you know, you know and I know, we're all dead anyway, right? So that's, no, we hope for change. We, we, we just give it to the Lord. We say, you know, Lord, what you have. See, the suicidal person is not out of touch with the Lord. It's just the overwhelming suicidal, you know, uh, consciousness and mind control comes over and takes over. And then the person, you know, jumps off the cliff or whatever. You know what I mean? You know, they actually jump on cue as programmed, as expected. There's actually in another realm, you know, a greeting committee that goes, hey, you you did that just right. Well, you're gone from Earth now. You don't get no say. You don't get no say. You can't get no say. You ain't going to be able to confront them. Well, if I could confront them, I would say this. Do not harm children. Elites. Why not just cut right to the chase? To the heart of the suicide problem. Do not harm children, elites. You see, in your harming of them and you're suiciding them, do not harm children or harm people or gaslight people into suicide, gang stalker pieces of shit. Do not harm people into death and then take credit for it or you will be cursed as long as there's a you which isn't actually true anymore the curse is there is no you you're see as they died you were already dead thank god thank god there's justice but this idea of taking credit for the oh they might spill the beans and so they were suicided they know something they shouldn't know and so they were suicided they were they were institutionalized and in the institution they committed suicide they saw things they shouldn't have seen they came back from combat and they committed suicide they saw things they shouldn't see, and they were d- dropped off at the local psychiatric asylum, and they committed assisted suicide. Because as we all know, in a, in, a, in a very real, like a spiritual sense, we all know this, that all suicides are murders somehow. Even if the people around of the the victim were, you know, their their murders, there there's a there's a, a root somewhere. There's a there's a a factor somewhere. There's a programmer somewhere. There's something there, whether it be a program or a person or something that that caused it, and that in the end, God will deal with, you know, and bring justice to the situation. It's like, uh, I mean, part of the problem is us. You know, we're slightly better off than them in that our deaths are not imminent, at least as far as we know. 
And at the same time, we are them. Because at the same time, society really uh, is the overwhelming cause and driver of suicide. The people that say things like, well, it's your responsibility if you're born here to figure it out and tough it up and get through it and find a way to uh, make a contribution despite the fact that you're uh, in pain. No, some people are born here and don't cannot connect with it, cannot understand, cannot function uh, due to the insane gas lighting. Okay, welcome to the world that is lie. Welcome to the world that is gas lighting, telling you that you live in this place, that you have this job, that you have this friends, that you have this place you go. That's the park, that's your dog, this is your your driver's license, this is all, all of that is bullshit. It's all fake, 100%. And so sometimes when you know all that, you commit suicide. If there were past lives, who knows how many suicides you might have committed. You might have committed thousands, millions. Maybe you're just a perpetual suicide freak. But one thing is for sure, Putting the blame on the victim is really not the way to go. That's really not the what, what, you know, if that's what you need to do to cope in life, then you are guilty of murder. If you say, well, the suicidal victim, that's their fault, not mine. You're through. You're done. Tear it up, stick a fork in it, call it a day. Your life is over. You have murdered millions of people. The blood is on your hands. And you can stand before God and complain all you like. It's still, you're, and you'll complain until you finally go, you're right, I did do it. I did turn a blind eye. I did blame the victim. And in so doing, you became part and parcel of the force creating the suicide, right? Well, that's right. I didn't mean to do it. Well, nobody really means to do it. No one wants, means to do anything that hurts anybody else. We'd all like to live in peace, I think. But there will be no peace, and I guarantee you this, and we'll go prophetic right now. There will be no peace until this issue is resolved. And there will be no peace in a side issue, but also related because it's a driver of suicide. There will be no peace until the the children or the innocent that are harmed by evil pieces of shit that should never have been born people. Until they are brought to account, there will be no peace in this world. And that begins at the top with institutionalized uh, child sex trafficking, pedophilia, and murder. The idea of murdering children uh, after a run of uh, prostitution, uh, satanic rituals, uh, et cetera, et cetera, or using children for bloodletting, i.e. adrenochrome and all these other various things, or, you know, uh, you, you know, killing babies for the purpose of, uh, you know, creating... Um, baptisms in blood for privileged children 
to rise up, to one day be oligarchs, to one day be the people that will then intend to kill the human race because they were brought up right, i.e. by Satan. And by the time they got to be adults, they were monsters. They wanted to slay all of humanity. God already knows this. It's always been a balance of people that want to slay humanity versus live. There's always been this balance until finally Noah, until finally now, until finally the end of time where, you know, basically it's to slay humanity and then collect the seeds for the next planting somewhere, who knows where. Since all worlds are arbitrary, we don't know where it would be. It's These are just kind of like loose constructs in space. Kind of like, uh, you know, uh, computer graphics. And, um, you know, so I, <laughs> you can buy in or not buy in. Biological, digital, it doesn't matter. It's all the same thing. It's all consciousness. So, no, I know, I know there's a precious line between biological and, and, and digital because of God's not wanting DNA to be changed. That's, a, that's another issue. The idea of being intact in the DNA, that was the lesson of Noah. Remember, Noah taught us, if Noah didn't teach us anything, he taught us, do not become a hybrid, stay human, was the message of Noah. Now, I took that seriously. Well, I, I couldn't find a church in all of Los Angeles that took that seriously. I couldn't find a pastor who even knew what I was talking about. Every single pastor that I talked to about this issue today, their eyes glazed over and they wanted to simply get out of the conversation and go back to their little lives as insignificant pieces of shit who were leading their flocks off you know, the lemming cliff and into the drink where they all drown. You think anyone's saved out there? I'm saved. Me and Pete, we've been saved. You think anyone is saved in Los Angeles? You think anyone is saved in America? You think anyone out of these institutions and who are connected to this giant albatross of absolute horror, are, is anybody that's hanging out, are any of the pilot fish saved? If not, then they should all become Charles Manson. You know, it should just be the great purge. You know, get the swords out and just start slicing and dicing. And I, I say that to make a point, you know, is there anybody that, in other words, is there anybody that has no guilt? Is there anybody that has no responsibility in this situation? Better way to put it. No, we all have responsibility. Uh, we all deal with it horribly because we, we brush it under the rug. And, um, you know, all of us think that the suicidal person is the other. It's not us. And in so doing, we kill the person. We murder them to get them out of our sight. It's the same thing the elites do to their children that don't want to join, you know, the murder club. 
of Satanism. You know, they get rid of them. They get rid of them out of their orgies to, to Molech. They get rid of them out of, uh, you know, their satanic circles, i.e. people that uh, don't want to comply. They get rid of them. They, they keep boiling it down until it's just us. And there is no them. And we run everything now. And how do we run it? If you're on Earth, you run it by uh, doing extreme harm to the little people that are not in the club. That's what you do. You murder them all by taking away any potential they might have. You rob them of their true connection to to the source or God. Replace the programming with a simulation. Then you own them. And watch, they do whatever you tell. Look at all the look look at look at all the people just complying with their masks and their and their jabs and they're doing you know doing whatever they're told. You know, more and more joining now, going back to work and you know, work is God. Well, if work is God, then suicidal people are um, you know, dancing a jig. If the simulation is God, then there, you know, then there means to be more suicidal people. Now I know this is kind of deep in a sense, and it's very disturbing because, well, you know, reality is disturbing. Um, this situation we're in here on, you know, quote Earth, whatever that is, is very disturbing. This idea that we even have a society is, of course, a joke, and that's very disturbing, too. It's very disturbing when nothing, when everything you see, everything that is, is, you know, part of this lie or part of this deception. What deception? To program you into giving up your birthright. To murder you. If by suicide, that's one way. Programming is another way to murder you. The people that are programmed are dead. Just like the people that committed suicide. Now, could they wake up from it? Well, can, you know, can geese fly? I guess so. Can grass grow? I guess so. Can grass die? I guess so. And that idea of, you know, live or die or no control. And that idea of, uh, you know, obviously the only thing, you know, the only real respite that I see out of any of this is the blood of Christ. Now, before you go on with all oh, the tradition, the blood, the, 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 the patriarchy, the blood, the woke, everything, before you go there, into diary of the brain, understand that without some sort of shielding, without some sort of separation, we have nothing. Big fat zero. You can intend all you like 
I want to be a good person. I want to help the little old lady across the street. I want to, you know, give to charity. I want to do good things. I want to, I want to have compassion on the suicidal and the sick and the, and the unwell and the, and the ne'er do wells and the, the growing state of disconnected disconnects. I want to be a better person. But that intention has nothing to do with what's necessary, which is separation, you know, spiritually. Well, we don't acknowledge anything that's spiritual. All we acknowledge is politics, news, programming, then, you know, down to your little life, which is whatever it is that you do to survive. So <laughs> I guess, as I saw one movie say yesterday, saw a good film last night. I can't remember the name of it, folks. I'm sorry. It's so rare that I come into a good film. It was the by um, the director's Lisa Joy. She was one of the uh, directors of Westworld and writers. And... Um, it's a love story, you know. It's a, it's 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 kind of a chick flick in a sense, you know. And, and you know, I, I guess in terms emotionally, in a sense, you know. But it really hit was very inventive. It had Hugh Jackman in it, um, and and uh, you know some terrific uh, visuals, and it was a very interesting, you know, kind of uh, flick. And I really, you know, enjoyed seeing it. I was kind of, as it ended, I was sort of, the ending was unsatisfactory. And, you know, the, the, the film, I've, here's a, you know, warning. Ah, warning, hey, warning. You know, asterisks, warning. It's bereft of any kind of spirituality or any kind of understanding of spirit. So it's missing half of reality. But that's, See, for me, I, I'll go, ooh, half reality. Oh, gosh, we're back there again. <laughs> it's okay. See, then I can pretend I'm in Disneyland. It's okay. Half reality is not apparent in Lisa Joy's world. She is missing half of reality. But because she has skills as an artist, I can recommend it. And because, you know, it, it does pull on the heartstrings and you do feel emotion. I mean, my God, what a miracle that is. Uh, so I can recommend it. And I forgot the name. It was like Reminiscence, I think it's called. Remin what a, t a horrible title. Awful title. No one's going to watch it based on that title. <laughs> They're just going to avoid it. But I'm just saying of the sea of, you know, of just complete, you know, the reason there's just such um, a lack of anything in, in movies and things like that today is, is, is uh, you know, it, 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 you know it's, it's, it's amazing with all the opportunities for making movies that there's nothing, you know, it's just like a wasteland. And I think the reason it's like that is just because the gatekeepers are so adamant, you know, that nothing is going to... Well, who are the gatekeepers? They're the, they're also the mind controllers. They're the elites, the the elites and their minions, and they just want to make sure that nothing gets through, that nothing could break your. In other words, i.e., well, no, no, I'll say it straight out. Just a minute, that nothing will break your programming. Okay, that's the whole point of movies today, to enhance and not break programming. 
There is no other purpose to movies today. To break programming, that is the purpose. To break programming, that's television. Movies and TV are synonymous now. There is no cinema. Cinema is gone. Okay, so TV, to break, to enhance programming or to break programming? What's the TV used for? To enhance programming, how do they do it? Through frequencies, yes. What about the actual news? It doesn't matter what they say or do on the news. It doesn't matter what the plot of the story is. It's the frequency that counts. That's the programmer. So we're kind of in, a, in this conundrum. Anyway, back to the suicide. Sorry, I'm getting away from digressing away from the, you know, from the from the from the from the murder victims. All suicide. I said this a long time ago. It still resonates with me. All suicides are murders. There's a culprit somewhere. It might have been mommy dearest when you were three or four. It could have been, you know, it could have been anybody. An abusive uncle could have been. Uh, a lot of it is sexual abuse of children that leads to suicide. Uh, sometimes it's, you know, making people do bad things, uh, in order to be part of the club. You know, it's, you know, it could be any number of things that, yeah, that produce guilt, shame and, and, a, and, a, and, a, and, you know, or, or a, a, a what might call a, a, a DID kind of condition, a, a dissociative identity condition, which, um, that means that a child's had a lot of trauma and like my daughter did. And had a lot of trauma, and she, you know, obviously, you know, I, I suspect now she was also uh, multiple. I mean, you know, we were all multiples, and pretty much, you know, I think, I think my mother was the, the champion with like at least fifty different altars that you know you could actually count. I mean, insane, you know. But all that comes, what does it all come from? It all comes from child abuse. Hello, <sighs> is there an echo in here? What does that mean, child abuse? It means childhood trauma, you know, like, you know, rape and, uh, you know, exploitation. It could also mean, you know, well, for trafficking, it, it means death. So that's a moot point because children that are trafficked don't survive. So that's, that's the end of that conversation. Yeah. So what is this? All right. Oh, they, they, if we overthrow, the, oh no, there was like a commie thing in this movie. This reminiscence. Uh, let me mention that the commie thing. They're like, eventually, those people that yeah, the people that lived. There's some funny, goofy shit in there too. Sorry, where the people, the elites, live on dry ground, and the the dregs of society are still living in the water because it flooded. There was a flood. And so eventually the people couldn't stand it anymore and started going after the elites in the suburbs, you know, you know, sort of like the Antifa thing. And um, it's so funny watching, you know, everything become Venezuela. <laughs> Again, because, you know, these people think there's some solution by, you know, Killing them will be all right. You know, it's like by, by overthrowing that system, we'll finally have our revolution. And it's all bullshit. It's all programming. And the very people that are doing the programming of the revolution are the very elites that they hate and that they want to overthrow and take the money from. And it's they, them, they're the ones because they fund both sides of the argument. 
The reason they fund both sides of the argument. Oh, God, I can't talk anymore. The reason they... they the reason that they fund both sides, i.e. The, the socialists versus the conservatives or whatever, is because you know they make more money doing that than anything else they could even think of. It's just one big fun theft with lots more programming. You know, the woke programming and, uh, you know, all that that's gone on, the riots, all that have been the very, very best elixir for profits for the, the Jeff Bezos. Well, no, you have to look far. Bezos, those guys, you know, Soros, Bezos, uh, Gates, all these people, the medical, you know, all these guys, the players. This last couple, three years with, with all the things going on, all the destabilization have been the most profitable years that these fucking assholes will ever have. I mean, it is totally profitable. They are now ready to go. F- I mean, they're actually flying their friends around in space. For like, Let's go up into space, you know, and have some, uh, you know, some, you know, 3000 you know, dollar a glass champagne. Ah, <laughs> look at all the little people down there struggling. Ah, look at us flying. We even get William Shatner on board. <laughs> Boy, we are really having some fun now, becoming parodies of ourselves, becoming living comedy. Oh, could anyone take us seriously? No, not even you. Because you, Mr. Bezos, are stupido because you deny one half of reality. Actually, more than that, you deny 99.999% of it. You affirm and even fall for the simulation that you yourself are creating. You get higher in your own supply, sir. And that's why you were a failure, and that's why all these people are upset. Because you're not a leader. And either is, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Santa Claus. Santa Claus is no leader. He also has like a 60 IQ, right? It's like half of, of normal. All you have to do is read The Great Reset. It's online. It's You can read parts of it, excerpts of it, or the whole thing, whatever you want. And you can see it's pedantic. It's not, you know, Aristotle or something. You know, Socrates. It's not. Uh, you know what I mean. Um, it's 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 not any 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 kind of thinker. It's not. It's not. Uh, you know. It's not a. Uh, uh, you know. You know. Visionary. It's 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 nothing. He is nothing. And of course, nothing gets to write the manifesto for the rest of us. Nothing gets to speak. Unlike Bill Maher was saying. Something doesn't speak, nothing does. And as long as we are in this, well, because they're trying to prevent a great awakening to acknowledge that there is a God. Because God has been so misrepresented. Look at God in the church today. It's basically an extension of, of masonry. You know, it's, it's, you know, rules and, you know, I, I've met these Christians, you know, at time, from time to time. And it's amazing how many of them try to lasso you with like quoting scriptures to try to, to try to get you to bend a knee, you know, to, to see who's 
you know, what the pecking order is. I mean, you can do not use Jesus for a pecking order, you fucking idiot. Huh? I'm, I'm so out of it. I mean, that's why I cuss, because I'm not going to associate with you. You people that want control, you're the ones causing all the pain to everybody. And I got a message for you, you know, God's not done with you. You're going to be adjudicated. And it's going to be the worst day of your life, and it will go on forever if you keep it up. I just don't like to see people get hurt. I don't like to see people get picked on. I don't like to see, you know, good people kill themselves because of malicious programming done by people that are making trillions of dollars off all of our heads. I don't like to see even one bit of any of it. And it's everywhere all the time. It's everything, everyone, everywhere. So how in the world do we get saved? <laughs> right? It's something must divide. There has to be something that no, no, no. There's people that they they write you. They go, "Oh, I'm there with you." No, you're not there with me, and I may I may not be there with you. But how would you know that if we're on the same page? It might not be true. We play games with ourselves all the time, thinking we're one thing when we're really another. So we're not reliable. No one's reliable. That I I don't know one reliable person. I know we are all fallible. We all fall short of the glory of God, which is perfection, which is a, you know, justice, which is love, which is peace. We're not even near that. So how does one get saved? Well, the saved can't be programmed. And so what happens? I said the saved cannot be programmed. The Bible says, if it were possible, even the elect would be deceived. But since it's not possible, they won't be. How many times have you heard preachers screw that one up? Where they say, even the elect will be deceived, and they forget that first part, the first clause. If it were possible. They don't mention that. They go, oh, the Bible says that even the elect will be deceived. Bible does not say that. Those people are liars. They are Satan. If someone says that to me, and he's coming on like some preacher man, that's the last conversation we're going to have. I will separate from that individual, uh, even from the beginnings of the foundation of the earth. I will pray that prayer of complete, total separation from the very beginning. Conform to the mind of Christ before the foundation of the world. The lamb slain before the foundation of the world. 
already entities, already known quantities. We already were before this, before the worlds were even born, before there ever was a universe. If it were possible. If it were possible, even the elect would be deceived. But since it's not possible, the elect will not be deceived. And every time I said that, I got in trouble. I had to go stand in the corner and put a dunce hat on and suck my thumb. When the real babies of the situation are the preachers. Uh, the Pope is the ultimate... Well, thank God the Pope is out and out as a Satanist, you know, out and out as a communist, Satanist, uh, totalitarian, authoritarian, um, you know, basically aligning with the power, the power, he is the powers that be. And thank God he's not trying to be some humble servant anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's just out and out, you know, wants to, you know, he's like king. He is the king. He is God. You know, and he wants people to worship him. I mean, thank God, it's out of the, you know, it's in your face. <laughs> so I've got a, as far as the suicide people are concerned, the answer is going to be in the separation, i.e., if you understand that we all, everybody feels the same way, and I made a, a, you know you know I, I was gaslit into a suicide attempt where I was in a coma my heart stopped for 20 minutes I was in a coma for a month from phenobarbital after LSD and the LSD was to program me to kill myself and um you know after that they they they, they locked me up for a long time after that you know, I got no no I mean you, oh my God! That you're gonna wait. You're right. You, in other words, forever. Now, and I often think, you know, I died then. And sometimes I have these thoughts that I've lived on, kind of as as kind of involved with other people, but it's all been from my point of view. And I've really been dead, but there there was like a projection of me, kind of like trying to see what would have been had I lived on. You know that kind of story. And I feel like I'm in that kind of story a lot of the time. So that's a... And I don't feel alienated. I, 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 don't, I don't feel I'm alive. You know, I feel like I'm dead. Like I died and then something went on, you know, ahead. But it's all been a kind of a pretend thing to see as an effort of finding peace, of healing, of, you know, finding, you know, finding the source, finding God. Finding, you know, and why is all this pain here? And it's because of free will. People have chosen this pain here. The reason they have chosen this pain here is because they uh, do not understand that there are consequences to actions. In the East, it's called karma. If you do right, well, I mean, there's a good case to for 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 uh, karmic uh, behaviors. In other words, treating other people nicely, listening to that suicide victim, you know, who's feeling that, you know, not just 
acting like they're apart from you, uh, you know, and, and, and treating all humanity that way. You know what I mean? Understand we're all kind of in the same boat and you're here to, you know, you're here for a purpose higher than yourself and, and try to sacrifice you. It's really, we all have to kind of sacrifice ourselves. Not for a greater good, like what they're trying to say, get jabbed, it's for the greater good. You know, of course, that's all, you know, that's all murder. That's all, that's all depopulation. That's eugenics. It's interesting how, how now they're coming after us to die. You know, we're all kind of in that same boat of being targeted for death. I used to say, you know, had everything come true that I'd written about at the beginning of the Zeph report, you know, we would, none of us would be here. Well, you know, but see, those predictions are still pending. You know, where did I get that idea? Because I, you know, because it's very clear that for a long period of time, these people have wanted to depopulate the earth. That means us. And that God has allowed them, you know, because of our, it's really because of our free will choices that they manifest with that kind of power to do that to us. But they couldn't do it to us without us consenting to be murdered. So in a sense, I am a suicidal victim. We are suicidal victims. We are sub, we are basically committing suicide by bending the knee to them. By complying with them, we are committing suicide. There's no difference between the suicidal person over here and the person that complies over here. Both are asking for death. Well, they don't kill you just when they finally pull the trigger and have a you know, smallpox release or a, the next virus release, a 12-monkey release. That's not... That that's not. I mean, you're gonna die. You know, make peace because you're gonna die. Then, if that's what they do, you, we will all die. But we're dead before that. When we com when we comply, we're dead. Something in us dies. And it's it. I will. I want to make this axiomatic statement: freedom, freedom, freedom. Uh, and the need for freedom, that, that you know, freedom, you know, is uh, akin to God. You know, it's a, it's a God thing. It's, it's, a, it's a thing that's put in us. You know, being a slave is not a, um, a, a natural instinct. You know, slavery is what people do when they're afraid. They become a slave because they want to be taken care of. They want to have their job. They want to have their thing to do. They don't want to starve. They, you know, it's understandable. But so many people are failing here on the earth. So many people have fallen for it. So many people are, you know, um, you know, have become like, you know, unintelligent, you know, halfwits, you know, right? Because the more you comply, the dumber you get. And uh, it's just like it atrophies, you know what I mean? It's just like you, you're not exercising that, that intellect, that, that freedom, that freedom to think. You know, thought is really, what follows thought is action. So if we could put our consciousness and our thoughts into a higher form, we could go there and live that higher form. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't feel that I was, had been programmed from... Um, 
you know, their program had gone on a long time. You know, there's, 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 they've been in control. But uh, it's because if we were pursuing, you know, something else, you know, not as a collective, um, you know, pursuing your own connection with God, let's say, and not being programmed, I mean, it would lead to a whole different place. You wouldn't be in a world like this. I think we are, because we're damaged or we have things we need to work out, we, we're, we're not complete yet, we, we stay here in an effort to try to heal in an area which is sickness, where sickness abounds. And um, it's 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 really it's 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 terrible. And I understand how people can't take it, and they you know kill themselves. To me, it just seemed like you know killing yourself has been a you know it starts early. You know, it starts as children, and it you know sometimes manifests in the as art, poetry, painting, things like that as a way to to deal with the pain, you know, and then eventually some commit suicide, some some survive. But all these people have one thing in common. You know, they have intelligence. They know what's going on, you know, and, and they may not be able to articulate it. They may not be able to understand exactly, but they know, they know that it's, it's, it, it's bad. And, you know, I've been watching all the Mary Poppins and all the, you know, the, you know, the Disneys and the, the whole, you know, kind of like life is a small world after all, life is good type of thing. I've been watching all this. And I've been looking at all this, uh, at all this, and, and it's been making me grapple with the way things happen, the way things succeed. And it seems to me there's this formula, there's this thing you have to do that combines the, the opposites, that somehow unifies the opposites in order to produce a positive result. And um, I think there's a technology there to, to get out of here. How many out there want to get out of here? Every hand? <laughs> That you guys have failed. You have failed the test. How many young people want to get out of here? That's even more interesting. Not everybody. Yeah, because you see that they 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 want something that they want to make a difference. <laughs> there's there's no there's no. You know, you can make a difference, and 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 you can convince people to 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 get out of that programming. If we can do that, that we've done a tremendous service. Well, my answer to that is Jesus. I right? Isn't that the great program breaker? But people don't understand what Jesus is. They don't understand the disruptor. Jesus is the first disruptor. The cornerstone rejected by the builders. The innocent man that was, you know, uh, intentionally put to death because of the innocence, convicting the entire world of humanity 
of one crime, which is a curse forever until it isn't. Yes. The king of all creation. The truth, the path, the purpose. All these things, the alpha, the omega, the living water, the bread, the wine, the blood, the holy grail, the answer. And so all these people have flooded in with that and they've, you know, they've established their religion around it all. And they have become gods themselves who dole it out, who take responsibility to be the leader, who frankly get in the way and block, you know, the the, the spirit of the living God, the Holy Spirit, who block the way, who block the truth, who block the life, who abuse the children, who cause the suicides. Religion, look no further than your big institution of religion and all the manifestations of the Hinduisms and Buddhisms and all or Buddhisms, as we love to call it in the history of religion classes, we call them Buddhisms. And the rest of it. Control, control, control. A top-down mind control. Mind control equals a breaking of the human spirit. A breaking of the human spirit equals suicidal. If one is honest. But if one's dishonest, then they, they don't commit suicide because they're cowards. There's a lot of times I didn't make an, an attempt because I was a coward. I was afraid. Other times I did because I, when I wasn't afraid, I was all you know, LSD'd out, or I was all convinced that I was so awful that I should have died a long time ago, and out of my guilt and shame for having been a coward, I went ahead and made the attempt. Which in and of itself is messed up. Why why should somebody that means no harm to anybody come in here and then have that put on them? Why? That is a good question. Why? Why? If I mean no harm to anybody, why should that happen to me? Go read the book of Job. I read it a hundred million times. What does that have to do with anything? Yes, bad things happen to, to good people. You meant no harm, but yet it all got thrown on you. Yes, the, the black sheep, the escape, the ultimate, Jesus. What they do to him? Before they crucified him, they degraded him quite a bit, Right? In every possible way, humiliation, degradation, gaslighting. Then they went after Christians, followers of Jesus, people that were close to Jesus. What did they do to them? They threw them to the lions for fun. <laughs> they lit them on fire, as Nero did, to, to light the, the pathways, to light the roads. They would put Christians on the lampposts and light them. Such a sweet savor. They were the unvaxxed of their day. So now it's the, un yeah, it's, it's the, un the religion is vaccination. The unvaxxed now 
They, they were saying just recently they would never get the vax because Donald Trump was the one pushing the vax. Now the unvaxed are, are kind of like the Jews in Nazi Germany. They're being rounded up and uh, put in concentration camps in Australia. Soon they'll be exterminated. Well, you can see where this pattern goes. Because they just want to exterminate somebody. Because they are not to be respected. Ever. Never. And the minute you give over that respect, that should be hard-earned. Respect is earned, not given. The minute you believe the government is the minute of your downfall. The minute you put hope in the government and not in God is the minute that you fall. And if you do that enough, you become so cynical, even Charles Bukowski couldn't rescue you. It just keeps going down. You know, no matter how virtuous it may be, it's just going to keep on going down like an elevator, straight to hell. But there is a way to turn it around. And sometimes that way is just like everything is blown, and out of that, a pure and simple faith like a child, and that pulls you out of it. You know, but I mean, and just I, what I'm doing is I'm recreating, I'm telling you my emotions and how it feels being in this situation. So you too can remember because you, you, you help nothing and you serve nobody if you don't remember, if you don't feel, if you don't, if you don't go through it, then, then you're no help to anyone because you're just in avoidance. If you're in avoidance, you're in delusion. If you're in delusion, then you're, you know, sidelined. And now if we're feeling it, we want relief. I Look, I have drank so much vodka looking for relief, it's unbelievable, but there is no relief in that stupid vodka bottle. There is none. All vodka, drugs, whatever will do, is postpone feeling shitty again. Des despite also killing you, wrecking your health, and, you know. it. We, 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 we just have to get the answer to this, you know. And I think I'm on to, like, you know, 99.9% .9 of it, which is Christ, but it's the approach that's been something, the things in our way have been so difficult because, see, if you are truly on the way, they will not tolerate it. Your schools, your institutions, your military, everybody on earth will hate you because you've escaped. And on some level, they know it. You're outside the fence. And good for you. Good for you. We salute you. Thank God for you. You prove that we can do it too. We got to get outside that fence. You remember, like at Red Dawn, remember, like the uh, the people that didn't think anything like that could happen. They were locked up behind the fences, and the the the, the Wolverines. Remember, they were the the the, the child fighters. They were going to try to get the country back, even though it had been invaded and taken over. 
And they were outside the fence, remember? When the one kid went to visit his father, and his father says, avenge me! Harry Dean Stanton was the father. Avenge me, says. Son, avenge me. I don't care what you do, just kill these motherfuckers from one end of the world to the other. Just kill them. Just kill them. Kill the enemy. Set us free. So the enemy, you know, is, you know, obviously we don't fight with flesh and blood. It's not flesh and blood. The enemy is, is it's frequencies, yes, but all those come from the spirit. The spirit, the, the, the use of frequencies, you know, the invisible frequencies. I mean, they have gross frequencies of radio waves, microwaves, these waves, light waves, uh, laser waves, all kinds of waves, you know, of frequency, sonic waves that melt buildings. And yeah, they can obviously destroy the world a million times over. But they could, you know, melt the moon or something. But um, the the real frequencies, though, the real power is in the spirit, in the spiritual realm. That's the direct power. That's the power to create universes, worlds, metaverses, megaverses, multiverses, people, animals. You know, just, uh, you know, God is just as responsible for creating digital as he is biological. God is not separate from digital. <laughs> See, Klaus Schwab doesn't get that. <laughs> yep. He doesn't understand that. When he's sitting there so proudly at Davos. We're going to talk about it there. Yeah, we're going to get into the you know the future is not the same. You know when you when you when you do gene editing, you know you're not the same anymore. You remember that, don't you? Don't you? Never before in history has there been such a pressing world war as there is today. Now, is this the end? I'm just going to tell you, you know, I'm not going to use logic. I'm not going to rely on my own understanding. My my answer to you still, as it has been, is no. No, this is not the end. No, this is not the end. Am I celebrating what the next thing could be? No, because it's it's never been really good. It's always been good and bad, as it should be when you have light and dark colliding like this. You'd have good and bad. And good and bad is fine. I feel good. Oh, no, watch out. Be cautious. Right around that corner. And so the Bible says, you know, be sober and be vigilant. Because you just never know when that enemy is right. As soon as you start popping the champagne, that thing's lurking around that corner. It's, it's You know, there's, there's nothing wrong with just being vigilant. Just, look, you were dropped in. The, is this ideal? No. Dropped in behind enemy lines. The enemy is out there moving around, trying to get you, trying to get your soul, trying to get something off of you. Your free will, your consent, your soul, your mind, your mind control. You know, some get you, get you, get you, get you, get you.
All they want is you. And they'll spend any amount of money to get you. That's what they really need, you. That's what they really want, you. And so for you to survive this and stay intact as a human is one of the greatest achievements that that any human can actually accomplish. Forget about your Olympics. Forget about your works of art. Forget about your inventions. Forget about skyscrapers. You being human is the greatest thing that any of us could possibly do in terms of some sort of feat. That means also not becoming bitter like me. <laughs> I've become kind of bitter. I've become, you know, you know I, I want to confront them. I, I want to fight them. I want to tell them, you people that have done all this, you people laughing at all your trillions of dollars and all the things you've done to people to get your money, you had better give your wealth away. And you had better get on your knees. And even then, there's no guarantee you'll be redeemed. But I mean, you have dug such a hole that I don't even know if there's a way out of it. I I don't know. I'm glad I don't need to. I'm glad that's God knows. And let's just leave it to that. God knows. But yeah, all that filthy lucre you made with people suffering, you better give that away. You had better repatriate those dollars and ASAP. Oh, I know all your communists that you buy, they'll never come after you. They want to go after the guy living in the suburbs or, you know, some some lower earth dweller type of guy, you know, that doesn't have any, you know, ability to articulate anything. I understand. So the car dealership owner, right? That's your target, right, commies? In other words, do what George Soros pays you to do. (laughs) Do what Bezos pays you to do. Do what the Bilderbergs pay you to do. Do what the UN pays you to do. Do what Prince Charles pays you to do. In the name of your revolution, fueled by the filthy lucre, Based on the theft of innocent people just trying to make a living, you go ahead and act on that and act so self-righteous, but you know you're as dirty as hell. Just like the rest of them. You know, when I point out to the woke crowd, you know, woke, woke, you're privileged, you're racist, you know, you know, trying to cut through all this stuff. Well, no, the, every generation has this, you know, complainers and, you know, the people trying to overthrow it from this sort of grassroots level. Every single one of these people is paid, is paid to do this. And if you're not being paid and you're out there rioting and you're not being paid, you're a, you're, you're a jump, man, you're, then you're programmed. Because... They pay you and they have bail ready for you to get out on no bail. If you burn down the cities, if you call everyone racist, if you force everyone, if you say if you don't get the jab, you're racist, if you you'll force the jabs, all that. You're working for the elites. 
You are the elites. You are their army. You are them. Now, I talk to young people about this, and they just think that you know they're too stupid to understand what I'm saying. Not stupid. I mean, I'm sorry, wrong word. Too programmed, too layered with programming to break through that. They can't see they're being manipulated. They can't see where the money is coming from. They can't see like all the signs already pre-printed, all the movements, the bricks being dropped off. They can't see all that. I mean, that's one side of it. The other side is, you know, the whole sort of patriot movement, which is basically interlaced with, uh, you know, you know, spooks with feds. You know, so and they work for the oligarchs too. They work for the same people, for the Bezoses and the Prince Charleses and the, you know, Bilderbergers and the Klaus Schwabs. They own them too. So they have both that they own. So what are you going to do? The only thing, the only move you could ever make is you got that free will choice. Now, that that's 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 wealth right there. And and you 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 know if if you choose the Lord Jesus, then your direction every day is guided by that, not by the news. Turn him on first, not the news. Get into the spirit, not the news. Get into the spirit. Don't talk to somebody else. All they're going to do is basically be the same guy that's in the Matrix. Every every other guy is the same guy, telling you the same thing and gaslighting you. <laughs> They're going to create fear in your mind that you better conform, you better do this, you better do that, or you may not eat, blah, 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 blah. Then you're ruined for that day, and who knows how long that, that ruination will last. So it's okay. People don't understand Christ. They don't understand it. From the Pope to the, nowhere in the world do they understand Christ. Nowhere in the entire world do they, anyone collectively, really understand Christ? It just seems to me that Jesus is something and a person and a thing that communicates to individual, to us individually, and, and we seem to understand that way. And then collectively, if we share our understanding with others, it's similarities. But the minute we try to organize it or institutionalize it, that's when the whole thing goes off the cliff. You know what I mean? That's when delusion creeps in. So no, I don't trust the group. Well, don't, you know, don't forsake the, the, you know, the opportunity to get together to worship. No, I'm, you know, I, I don't, I don't actually, you know, I don't feel um, anything, I don't feel any guilt out of that verse. I'm, you know, it, 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 the verse actually just doesn't even apply to me. I, you know, verses that apply to me, you can feel it. You know, I'm not going to go into like picking and choosing verses and all that. That's not what I mean. I'm, what I'm saying is, you know, there's different ways. Like people use that. I remember my dentist, my high, my hygiene, my great hygienist. They're all retired now, and they're dead and retired. It's really sad how many people are dying around me. How many people have, you know, come and gone. What was her name? Suzanne. Suzanne. What a lovely person. But she used to break my balls every day about this getting together in their little prayer group. And I just, and the Lord just said, no. 
And then she said, you're disobeying the Bible. I said, no, I'm obeying the Lord. I've considered it, what you said. Making me feel guilty by requoting that scripture over and over is not going to work. Why are you so desperate to get me into your little church anyway? That seems, there's something wrong with that. You should want people to come because they're led by the Spirit of God, not forced by you. You know, but I'm just saying, you know, see, different people are on different levels and different understandings and, and are, are different areas. And I'm not putting that down. I mean, I'm sure they, they, they are very effective when they pray. They prayed over me when Francesca committed suicide. After she committed suicide, they prayed over me. And they wanted to parlay that into my going to their church, which was kind of a they have a they have a little church going somewhere. And I thought about it. They prayed about it. And I was given the almighty red flag control manipulation. Even though I want to go, I'm not going to go because you see, I'm a magnet for that. I'm a magnet for controllers. I'm a magnet for manipulators. So we just, we just don't exist, you understand? We just don't exist in each other's universes. I don't exist where you exist. I am not in your world. You're not in mine. Because some of these people, I mean, they have dug a hole so deep that they might as well be called Satan themselves. Because all they want to do, the minute they get a little bit of running room, is control other people. They can't just be quiet. They can't just be alone. They can't just be, you know, you know, gentle. They have to start browbeating you with scripture. It's just, you know, it, you know, and everyone that wants to browbeat is always, you know, I'm not against Paul. I don't believe he's any antichrist, whatever, like a lot of people do. But Paul has a lot of rules, a lot of, a lot of things, you know, that can be quoted to use against people, you know what I mean, who are not behaving the right way in the church. That Paul is really much of a collectivist. It's all about the church and about keeping the church together and about spreading the church. And you know that's bad for the you're dividing the church if you don't get together and worship with people. And people tell you blah 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 blah. Well, you know what? Um, I'm glad that uh, that's there. What effect does that have on me? Nothing has no effect on me whatsoever. I mean, it, you know, all scripture has an effect on me. It's scripture. You know what I mean? But I, you know, I'm, I'm, they say, well, you just cherry pick. No, 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 no. No, it is what it is. I'm not moved, you know, because I'm not doing anything wrong. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, there was Elijah in the cave. There's a congregation over here. There are people over there. There's a guy in the wilderness. Which one's right? They can't all be right. You know, there's somebody over there. You know, there's somebody. There's someone on TV right now who's about to quit. They're about to quit because they're not allowed to say the truth. So they're going to quit. There's another guy. Says he loves the Lord. 
and he reads the script every day on the news, and it tells him to lie. And he lies, but he says he loves the Lord. And the other guy left, but this guy lies, yet he says he loves the Lord. And eventually, this guy leaves. He just gets to the point where he can't lie to himself anymore. It just hurts too much. So he leaves. So which one was better? The one that left earlier or the one that left later? Which one is better? Which one is the real Christian? Which one? Right, if you said, well, they're the same, and I'd say, exactly, they're the same. No difference. One's not better, a little worse, whatever, it's just, it is what it is. Jesus talks about a meritocracy where better he who has faith and believes in the things uh, you know, that he cannot see than the things he can see right away. You know what I mean? It says, yes, there's many people that that have no faith that they can't believe in anything. And then as they gain more faith, they start believing in things they can't see. Which one is better? The one who doesn't believe anything and has no faith, but eventually comes to faith, little by little, step by step. Versus the one who has faith, who also got there little by little, step by step, but they didn't want to tell you that. Which one of those guys, gals, people, which one is better? Which is the better servant of Christ? The other line says, be sober, be vigilant. It says, it says, be sober here. You're drunk all the time. What the hell? You know, it's like, well, it, it took me a while, and now I finally become sober after years and light years of needing drugs and alcohol, especially drugs, because, you know, but now they don't work anymore. So I guess, anyway, I'm sober now. So which one's better, Mr., uh, you know, you know Goody two shoes in the beginning, Mister Sober, or uh, somebody that struggled with it and then got sober because the power of God was able to do it. Because really, let's face it: once you're addicted to something, it owns you. It's going to take the power of God to get you off of that thing—heroin or you know, booze or whatever. <laughs> Both bad, but right. So which one's better? The guy that, you know, he finally got sober at 70. Congratulations, but you're not as good as this child who's judging everyone that he can find as being untemperate and unsober and not really a good Christian. Which one's better? <laughs> which one is better? <laughs> Who's the really good saint now? The person that finally begins to acknowledge 
that we're all on the same level of suicide versus the guy that sees the suicidal one over there as other. Which one is better? Now, I can empathize and still think other. I can empathize with that uh, that victim and still think other. I can really feel the, the, the pain and confusion and fog and I just can't find my way. I jump off the cliff. I can see that. And still other. What does it take to see the person as the same? And if I do, am I a better person? Now, the message here is always the same. You can't kill yourself because it's a negation of what already exists, so therefore you would be incorrect. And if you're incorrect, it has karmic implications that would be the opposite of what you're actually after. So therefore, can't be done. And if you just think it through, you'll understand what I'm saying. If you think it through, if Francesca had thought it through, she she couldn't. Her mind was all foggy from the Zoloft. I mean, had she been able to think it through, she wouldn't be dead right now. But she couldn't think it through. She had so far to go because everything was about her. Everything was about her. Her trauma. But she did confess to me there was some thing that she had with Satan at one time embodied through a some pedophile that was you know he she didn't say he raped her or did something with some man some thing and she she was just talking about how frightened she was it was one of those core frights like like the, you see the alien looking through you or something you know one of those core you know you your 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 sleep paralysis or something you've got you know it's you know something on that level that it happened, and uh, she never really went into it much. So I couldn't. T- I just know she had an encounter with you know, if not with the evil, with maximum evil. And I don't think I'm you know I'm you know a lot of the pain she went through as a teenager and, and as a child. It was all about. You know, you know, you know, cutting herself and telling us she wanted to die. You know, it's just it was just like really strong. And then, if you follow her around, you realize she's talking about she didn't like the way she looks. She's ashamed of her face. She feels she's fat. She feels she's this. She feels she's that. And she's not acceptable. She's just not acceptable. Not acceptable. Not acceptable. And pretty soon, so phobic that she couldn't really relate to people. She couldn't dine with people. She couldn't function with people. And she got so frustrated with that, she killed herself. I mean, that's basically the story. It just kept, you know, more and more and more. Now, was she saying gang stalking? Bullying? No, it wasn't externalized in that same way that people that claim gang stalking would say. It was not exter- It was internalized. Internal guilt and shame. That just simply got so strong I wouldn't leave her alone until finally she just had to, you know, call it quits.
Um, it wouldn't have mattered had she got the highest scores because she used to get straight A's in school and all that. That, that, that you know, for a long time had you know superlative grades and all that. It didn't. That didn't help. I too had straight A's. It didn't help. I'd always had straight A's. I had straight A's without working on it. <laughs> yeah, it's not 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 that my fault. It's because the teachers never really challenged us much, you know. And we didn't have a very high quality. I had to really kind of educate myself because we didn't, you know. And and right now I can say, well, all the A's did they help me? No, because I'm perplexed about so many things in the universe today. You know, like this idea of having an acceptable life. And a life of peace, well, I need to grapple with intellectual and spiritual and and philosophical concepts. It's just part of my life. There's never a time where there's not going to be trouble and troubled things to contemplate. And, and I want to contemplate them. Am I causing them to contemplate? I may be. If so, is that my fault? Do I get to the point of being moved? Do I put the mask on and never utter another word? Be a moot, be a mute, a mute, and put a blindfold on as well, and put it in a sensory deprivation chamber, and would that finally, finally, finally break the curse? No, Jesus breaks the curse by doing much the same thing that you envision with the sensory deprivation chamber. It's called separation which makes many of us feel like we're not really here. Like we're, maybe we're dead and living on. I mean, that's that's the thing I've had. I've likened it to that, like feeling like I died when I was a teenager with that coma, and then I I didn't really make it out of that coma. My heart stopped for 20 minutes. I really did die. It just, it stopped. It never revived after 20 minutes. I know that there's like a quantum aspect to it that 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 that's true, and I've had flashes of it my whole life that I'm not really here. I don't no 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 no, no I know I know please don't envy me <laughs> gee, I'd like some of that Z <laughs> how could I not really be here? Is there a way? And, you know, yeah, there, well, there is a way. Just that, you know, something keeps wrenching us back, isn't it? It's, it's, I mean, isn't that it? It's something keeps holding us back. Something keeps holding us back. And the, I just envision that the time of death, when that comes, will be the true liberation. Do you know what I mean? The true getting out of here. The true separation from the stupid programming. The true end of it all. Or will they get us even then? Oh, they're set to have a contest even then. After you've died and your spirit is going on, they even have a whole gauntlet set up for your loved ones and dogs and grandparents and people you miss and your old friends and just waiting to welcome you in. They're going to have a big party if you'll just die, if you'll just acknowledge that and go with them. If you'll just on earth die, they're waiting for you on the other side of that door.
if you'll just uh, do what should never be done, you know, embrace the other side to have your mother back, to have your friends back, to have people back but but healed and nice and loving each other. You can have all that and more. Just accept this. I'm not going to accept this because this is your delusion. Your delusion that you put us all under. You and your elites and your think tanks and your foundations, this is what you've done. And you either repent, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to give you the warning. You either repent, repatriate your wealth, and every other thing you got by, by her harming others. And get on your knees. Or you'll be as if you never were. Period. Not even half joking here. And I know how precious it is to you to live on. Somehow. The very thing that you want, that you obsess on every day, will be taken from you. But not only that, you were never here. You never did breathe. Done. And that's easy for God to do. That's the scary thing. You never were a soul. Never needed free will. Never existed in the first place. And that goes for your entire line as it gets wiped out. Completely. As if you never were means they never are. They never were. Nothing about you, even your genetic connections, gone. Not erased. Reconfigured. Without you. the ultimate experience that you are terrified of. All you have to do to ensure that experience is just keep on like you're doing right now with your smug, arrogant, piece of shit attitude. You're better than everybody else and you're going to dole out their reality and dole out your programming and dole out your perversions and try to make everything okay to assuage your guilt. You're going down. And when you go down, you're going down hard. And when you go down, the rest of your family and your line goes down with you hard. And then it will be poof. You were never in existence, never in the mind of God, never in the mind of anything. You never, ever, 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 ever lived. And whatever wealth you have, of course, will be taken it will be never earned, as if it was never earned. It was, it never got taken from, stolen from all the people that you, that you lorded over, that you want to tax to death. 
Let's call it a day of reckoning. And that day of reckoning or a day of the Lord, you know, take your pick. That day is coming. And why is that day coming? Because all the children you've killed, the blood cries up from the ground. All the people you've abused, it cries up from the ground. A justice must be served. It's going to come out one way or the other. That's why there's a curse on humanity. Because the truth must come out. And it hasn't yet. And it's going to keep festering like that until it does. It's going to get a lot worse, too. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. All right, guys. I got to get in a good mood now. Help me get into that turkey mood. Yeah, turkey. (laughs) Okay. Solitary man, you got it. Whoever's requesting it, you're going to get it, and we're going to turn it up. But seriously... You know, there's no separation between us and the suicidal. Francesca, my daughter, I mean, we were the same, the two of us. I I should have been dead. So, well, anyway, you know what I'm trying to say. Trying or said, whatever. It's always so difficult because... I just can't fake it and go, oh, let's have a nice, you know, let's go to the ball game or, you know. <laughs> okay, here you go. I found it. And by the way, it's song number 56 in the hit parade. I've been trying to work on some new songs. I have a song that's going with Quantum Devil. Just give you an update. Quantum Devil, we're almost through the effects part of it. You know, it's all been this last big effect, this giant thing that happens in the end. And um, before we can finish the sound and, you know, get ready to, to try to start planning a premiere somewhere, you know, and try to figure out a strategy for a release and, and uh, success, you know, and sales and, and uh, countries. And, you know, we, we, it's a, there's a lot to the planning of the marketing of it. And we Hope that that uh, people will really like it, and uh, I think you will. It's uh, it's very likable. Okay, here we go.
acoustic Gibson that I have and it just wasn't the problem is the frequencies were all used up by synthesizers and I'm really more of a synth player I, I don't think I'd have anything there without having synth synth has really been my backup thing for everything you know and uh, keyboards but uh yeah no that's uh had I had that guitar more present it would have been a little bit better track um uh it was um because the guitar could have been ringing out more, you know what I mean? And, you know, because it was really, with Neil Diamond, it was really a good, you know, I saw a picture of Neil Diamond performing. I don't know. Is he dead? Is he alive? Does anyone know? Neil Diamond? Um, yeah, those songs like that and uh, Sweet Caroline, all those, those were in the 60s. And um, they were like, I'd say kind of coming on like when the Beatles were coming on, the, the the American artists were trying to do like an alternative to the Beatles or trying. Neil Diamond was kind of like more of a traditional singer. And he was trying to go hip to be more like the Beatles or like this was like a kind of a trend. He never really got uh, psychedelic, but he was kind of in that, you know, trying to be more relevant, I think. 
uh, with the kind of music that was being played. Like I, I just heard a singer today. Um, there's a street musician that's uh, really pretty good, and he's he's uh, Sweetwater's taking care of him. Interestingly enough, and he um, he's he goes around. And he's got like this PA, and he's got like a little drum pad, and he's got a you know a sampler drum pad, and he's got a uh, you know sampling uh, sampler you know keyboard, and then his guitar, and then his mic. And it's all going through this Bose PA system that he got from Sweetwater, which really, really sounds good. I mean, they really lined him up the right thing, and then they do videos of him wherever he goes. So people request, like, any song. And even if he's never heard, he's a guy from Lithuania. And if he's never heard the song, he'll go, he'll just get his phone out, and then he'll quickly learn it, like, in five minutes, like, you know, and then play it for the people. And so the people can just get delighted with that. And he does, you know, he's a great guitar player too. And he sings, a great singer, you know. And he had this singer up there that did this uh, Amish whip song. And, um, you know, and, and sung in that kind of breathy, new kind of, not new, but the, the style that, you know, like, I wouldn't say, well, you know, that, that all the, the, the modern girls leading up to like Billie Eilish and all that are sing, singing today, a little different. They're getting different. It's changing again now. But there is a certain kind of um, way of enunciation. Uh, you know what I mean. I, people know what I mean when I say it. There's a, there's a style. Like there's an older style that's more, you know, kind of more traditional than there that goes into this kind of uh, way of articulation uh, for the new female singers. And um, I'm not saying that I... Well, I don't love it because I don't, you know what, I, I don't love anything that becomes a fad. I like stuff that kind of sticks around. You know what I mean? So when you put too much of a style on your singing, then what happens is, well, it, it goes in and it goes out. It's, it's not going to be around. It's, you know, there's something about uh, just a, a, a simple song sung well and, um, and it can be done by any generation. It doesn't have to be the newest generation with a certain technique. But it's popular now. And I've even we used as temporary music and and when we're doing um, you know, the the great girl next, as we're doing temporary music for her, we had there was one sequence, which we call the simulacra sequence, where where Larry had put in um uh a I think it was a cappella, a woman singing a cappella, um, Black Hole Sun from the, um, you know, Chris Cornell and um, Soundgarden. And uh, it really fit. I mean, it was really good. And it had that, that whole style to it and all that. We, we, would, no, we couldn't afford the, uh, the uh, license on that. Or we probably would have taken it, you know, but we did something else there and it was fine. Um, but yeah, you know, it's 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 funny to see how music is going to change. Everything has to change now because see, every single thing is connected to the vine. The vine of 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 um degradation. The vine of just right there's two vines. There's Jesus, one is a vine literally. Right? And then the other vine is, you know, the corrupt tree, if you will. Um, goes to re why corrupt because all reflected light is illusory light, therefore corrupt. We just get down to science with it, and we can you know prove it. What you want 
when you want pure light is you want source light, okay? Where, where it, but it's created by source. And that's your light and that's your power. And you, that's the power that you have in Christ. But you don't use it. And we don't, we're notorious for not using any power that we have. And the other side's using all the power they have. And, and they're able to get things done. Yes, illusory power can change things, move things, manipulate things, but cannot create things. Well, I mean, it can put two things together and create an abomination, but that's not creation. Okay, cannot create things. Source is all the only thing that actually creates is source, the source, the I am, the Alpha Omega, whatever you want to call it, is source that creates nothing else. And, you know, by many other names around the world, people recognized it. Um, you know, there've been, there've been divine key in the Vedas. They have a divine key. Atman equals Brahman, you know, um, God equals I am, I am equals I am, I am, I am equals I am. Oh, you say you're God now. Well, yeah, in a sense, yeah, I am. I'm a manifestation because I align with direct source. I'm not going to reflected light. Uh, You know, it's very interesting. The UFOs, which I've had my battles with and I don't want to go into it too much because I you know people if they're gonna if there's journalists listening and they want to interview me about something if we get going with UFOs I'll never hear the end of it you know what I mean so but what I always found interesting is in all the videos and some of them have to be true probably and most of those are probably military vehicles but the deal is if they're real unless they're photoshopped or or you know you know animated CGI but a lot of this, like you'd have these bright objects, you know, like right next to a building and there'd be no light on the building, only in the object, you know, refracted light. It cannot project to the building. It can only be self-contained. Isn't that interesting? Because you'd think with a bright light, like angelic light, you'd think, oh, it'll light up the whole town. Just like the light, uh, the star, Following the start of Jesus, it lit up the whole desert. Right? It was a guide. But these the UFO light, it's all it's it's even brighter than that. It's as bright as a it's a as a star. But it just stays to itself, spinning in its own light. Nothing for anybody else, nothing anywhere. No cosmic consciousness there. Cosmic consciousness simply it could be also translated into I am. You know, the, the New Age is always trying to like usurp and steal and steal all this stuff, but they can never, ever be true light. They can never be source. It's always, you know, it's like um, the whole thing of, uh, you know, I'm going to create this, I'm going to create that, you know, I'm going to create, okay, then the... the the sorcerer says, "I'm going to create a watermelon," and then you know, to 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 challenging God, "I'm going to create my own melon, be better than watermelon," and you know, just give me some of that dirt. And God says, "No, no, 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 no! You get your own dirt. Get your own dirt, and then you go ahead and make your melon." Right? Source. Well, of course, 
the sorcerer goes away frustrated. He can't get his own dirt because he'd have to create it. And he can't do that because he's not God. So there's the end of that contest argument. There never was one moot point. No, no game match, nothing. There is no contest. There's a sun, moon, ocean, tree, rock, source. You know? There's not two sources. There's not three sources. Source, original elements. Creation of atoms, molecules, things like that. There's, there's no, well, we can clone them. Yes, but you're not source. You can, you can manipulate anything you want. You can copy it. You can clone it. You can put it, create an entire digital universe where we're all avatars. And you can then play creator in a digital world where you can create literally anything. But every idea that you have comes from source, not you. Intelligent, Klaus Schwab. Oh, it's so intelligent. I, I exist by cutting half my brain off. And then they all listen to me. Right, because they're all useless eaters. Everybody at Davos is useless. Have you ever talked to those people? I have. Okay, I've talked to the elites. I've talked to some of the richest people in the world. And do you know what they think about? Number one, they can't think. They do not talk about philosophy. They do not talk about, you know, the nature of being. They're not interested in anything to do with any, any, even science. They, they just want to talk about the weather, the tennis match, the, the ball game, whatever. They want to talk about the playground they created. But they can't articulate anything about reality. And that goes for Schwab, Davos, G20, think tanks, Rand Corporation, CIA, NSA, the lot. All of them. Unable, unwilling. Because they're programmed, every last one of them, even the elites are programmed to not ever go there. Because that would lead to a rebellion. And that would lead to seeing the truth. And that would lead to breaking free. And they cannot afford that. That's why they're stupid. And they are really, really stupid. If you talk to them, you wouldn't believe it. You could go maybe sneak into a big tennis match at Wimbledon or somewhere. See if you can get one of them, one of their ears. See if you can have an iced tea with one of them and see if they can say anything of value. You'll find that they can't. Not, not they won't. They are incapable. They can spit back very complex equations which also lead to nowhere. They can do all kinds of things with numbers, with history, with, 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 uh, with their inventions, with black goo. What's the other stuff they use? What's that stuff? With whatever they want to create with their 3D printing and all the things, all the inventions, with portals, with, with going through stargates. They can do all these things, but they have to have a power source to do them, and that power source is blood. 
They're hoping when they reach the singularity that they will no longer need blood. But they don't understand that it's not the blood that blinds. It's that they are blind that blinds. That they are dumb that blinds. That they are limited in a way that cannot um, promote growth. That all they can think of is, if you edit the DNA, uh, the person changes. Therefore, not sovereign. Therefore, not holy, not divine, not of divine origin. Therefore, not fearfully and wonderfully made. Because we can change it through gene editing. Therefore, we are God. You see what I mean? That's as far as they can go. That's it. You could kill... You know why they never debate? They never debate because they would get complete... They would have their heads handed to them. They would look like, you know, just... <laughs> it would be, a, you know, I, I, I hate to insult uh, people that have challenges with IQ and with intelligence, but I mean, it would be embarrassing to them to attempt any kind of debate, physics, philosophy, anything, you name it, any, any subject, politics, any subject. Well, why are they so rich? Because they've been chosen. You know, we've lost touch with this concept of chosen, haven't we? We've lost touch with all the satanic framework of how we have a hierarchy, we have a calendar, we have different people playing different roles, we have sorcerers, we have witches, we have all kinds of people doing all kinds of different things who have different roles based on bloodline, based on uh, not just bloodline, but generational uh, practitioners. Could I put it that way? We have breeders who breed babies to be sacrificed because it's, well, no blood, no ticky, no washy, right? I mean, we all know that, don't we? We all know that innately. We all know that. We under, we've understood that for, for forever, haven't we? There is no source, so blood, i.e. life, life force, soul, spirit, blood, is the only link. So, you see that little secret there is, you know, it's not the pedophilia of Jeffrey Epstein. In fact, he tried to seed the whole universe with his sperm and all that. And up here, Zora Ranch is like right here. Look, I look out my window. I look towards Zora Ranch. Zora Ranch is right there. We live almost within. If there wasn't that one mesa right there, you would see Zora Ranch, right? You'd see the actual mansion of Zora Ranch. You know, and you're driving down toward Moriarty, right? Galisteo, to the right on top of a mesa, just behind this mesa. It's called El Cerro Gordo. Behind that mesa, or beyond that mesa, you look up, you see this mansion on top of a mesa with no roads going to it. You have to get there by helicopter. Well, I mean, you can get there by truck. There's like dirt roads and stuff. But I mean, it's, it's really a helicopter. They have a, hel- a helicopter pad. And uh, they kept girls up there to get pregnant from Jeffrey Epstein because he wanted to reseed the uh, universe with his great sperm because he's such a great guy. 
<laughs> Demon seed from hell. But, uh, you know, so that's one of the frustrating things. It's, you know, having to be here, uh, you know, knowing what we know, understanding. And, and you know, they, but see, I'm not interested. I mean, I remember, you know, and, and, and I'm just I'm going to speak nicely here about, you know, Russ Dizdar. He was... Uh, he was nice to me in the beginning. Let's just put it that way. He wrote a blurb in my book, and I've got nothing negative to say. I'm sorry he's gone. I'm sorry he suffered. I'm sorry they're dead. I'm sorry I don't want anyone to die. He used to talk a lot about, though, uh, you know, different roles in Satan. He would talk to me about because, you know, we did a lot of interviews. I don't know where the interviews went, but he would talk to me about, um, you know, like Mothers of Darkness, he used to say, you know, Zeph, all the multiples uh, listened to you. And at one time, they all did because they, they could relate to me because I was trying to heal myself. And so we were all relating to each other. But I mean, it, it wasn't because I had some special influence. They just all flocked to me at, at one time. And he said that. He said they all listened. And I, I didn't know what it meant, but I think what it meant to him was that I'm, you know, not okay. <laughs> <laughs> something like I took it to I took it as a compliment at first but then later I was like oh I see I'm screwed up so they come listen I see um but I was very sincere I was very serious I mean I was on fire at that time and then he would talk about things like satanic dates you remember he published them when he started publishing you know before he got uh you know further on when they would publish dates of a certain Holidays, like, you know, the date around Halloween, there'd be, like, a need for a human sacrifice for some kind of... And he would actually list that there would be a need to have vaginal sex versus anal sex as far as the orgy that would be attending the human sacrifice. Now, all this is all mapped out. I mean, and it's out there for people to read whenever they want to read it. And, they, you know, there's plenty of... Uh, evidence of people that you can read Crowley, you can read, uh, you know, just numerous. You can go all the way back to secret societies of Pythagoras and, and you know, mathematics and physics at that time, Tibetan Book of the Dead, Egyptian Book of the Dead. You can go, you know, there's a ton of places you could go you, it's, as far as uh, you can read a, a, about the uh, notes from the Golden Dawn. You can read all kinds of stuff about uh, sacrifices, about holy days of Satan and how they're, you know, one way to put it, if you want to know what the days are and what requires more intensity, you know, more, 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 more perversion, would be based on how holy it is in the Christian calendar. Because eventually, Satanism came to to be the opposition to Christ, is really what it came down to be. Which is also a mis a misdirective. It's also a red herring, and the reason it's a red herring is because Satan is not really opposed Christ. He opposes man. See what I mean? That's okay. It's just because Christianity had been the dominant religion of the time. But I mean, Satan has always been. There's always been the evil. You know, that, the days of Cain and Abel. The, you know, the the murderer goes free, where the the slain victim is, you know, blood crying up from the ground, awaiting adjudication. But then Cain has a, you know, a limiter. He's marked on his forehead that no one should touch Cain. Cain will be allowed to flourish in the land, and people go, well, why is that? And the reason why, I'm not going to tell you the reason why. The reason why is because there needs to be a distribution 
of good and evil, of light and dark, of good and bad people. It's it's just the wheat and the tares. It's built into the equation. It has to be. Cain has to go. Without Cain, you don't have the, the good on the other side. So you've got to have this in place. And, you know, or, or the later manifestation of Cain, which became Nimrod and the Tower of Babel. If you like a later manifestation, it's the uh, internet. You know what I mean? The constant repetition of the cosmogony and of the uh, cosmos. And it's it's of the paradigmatic model that we have in this situation, and um, we, you know it's it, it, it's a it's going to be a constant, uh, you, you know, uh, tension between light and dark, good and evil, bad and good, et cetera, et cetera. And so the the satanic calendar came to oppose the Christian calendar, and again, not because so much of Christ as as because of the you know you know the dominance of that religion in that situation. There's also a Satan in Islam. There's a Satan in, you know, there there are Satans, if you will, huge demonic realms discussed in Buddhism and Hinduism and, you know, with the Tibetan uh, monks about the demonic realm uh, at the time of death and then trying to survive through that gauntlet of demons to get to the point of not being, the, the whole point of the Tibetan Book of the Dead or, you know, Buddhist uh, iconography of the 10,000 hells. You've heard of that. or You've heard, probably heard of the, you know, millions of demons, you know, that they have. I think they're called Ashokas or there's some kind of word. And that's a Japanese word. I'm not sure exactly what they are. And then, you know, the Hindu aspect and then, of course, the, uh, the Mahayana versus Hinayana Buddhism. And, you know, the whole point being to be able to escape the wheel because the wheel is cruel. The wheel is repetitive. You know, all life is suffering. All life, the wheel is suffering. The wheel is karma. And how do we get away from karma so we quit being reborn? So they would take being reborn as the actual sin is being born into this world is a sin. It means that your karma uh, is, is bad and, and so you're going to be here to suffer again. And the idea is to to try to not be a, a cause of karma, uh, you know, so that you could escape this. I mean, I'm, I'm summarizing in Western terms, and it's different for somebody that's involved in that in Buddhist philosophy in, in the East. But but just you know, the the idea is not to be reborn. The idea is to is to get beyond the way, is to get through the gauntlet. The Tibetans say it best with the. The Gauntlet of Demons, the Tibetan Book of the Dead. If you can get through that, then you're free. Okay? And then eventually, eventually, they had Mahayana Buddhism came in, which was, in a sense, uh, influenced by Christianity in the sense that they would see these, you know, people that had been enlightened, they would become saviors like Jesus. So the people would simply devote themselves to that savior through chanting and you know giving of things and whatever uh, that they would be uh, you know smiled upon and 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 make it through to not be reborn into you know, a lot of them wanted to be reborn as wealthy, reborn as you know being beyond uh, the, the 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 pain and suffering of life, which of course is foolish because. Everyone's going to die, so it doesn't, you know, there's no escaping the horrors of life if you're going to die. Yeah, they forget that. You know, it's easy to forget. People don't want to think about death. 
So with with Jesus, though, everything revolving around that, the whole idea is um, to breach the gap of of life and death, you know, to to go beyond that into an eternal an eternal abode. People say heaven, but it's really another word I like better than heaven is reality. In other words, the real reality is within, you know, or beyond. And the reality that we see here is simulation. So, I mean, you want to get to the actual real reality, which is, I believe, you know, contains everything you see here, but so much more information per square inch of, the, of you know, any kind of visual. And, you know, there's just a lot more going on. You know, it's not like this little linear story we're in where you live and you try to do better and you die, you know. It's it's a lot more layered, complex, you know. But it's it's I would call it a great adventure to get beyond this, the shore of this. Now, there was some talk about reincarnation with Elijah to John the Baptist, and um, you know that he's here. You know he he was. You know this is this is Elijah who's come before me to you know set the stage for for for, for Christ for the for the ascension. Now um, for the Messiah. And the thing about uh, it's not talked about a lot in the West the reincarnation, but it was kind of assumed that different people may have been different things, which may be that on a more subtle way that in the East there was an acceptance of reincarnation that, you know, people just kept getting recycled. And I think there is something to that. And I also think there is something to uh, salvation equaling getting beyond the, um, the realm of death, getting beyond the realm of suffering in this world. You know, I think most people would agree with that. I, you know, it's not some esoteric you know, formula or something. It's, it's just, you know, that people sense there's something beyond. There's a peace. There's a truth. There's a healing. There's a joy. There's a, there's something beyond this. But if, how do we get there? We, we try to be good. We fail. We, we appropriate the blood of Christ. He pays for the sins and makes us able to stand before the righteous God. You know. And in and, and, and equal terms, Adman equals Brahman, you know, you know, I am, you know, equals I am to, to be in that. And that becomes, in a sense, the uh, gateway to eternity that we pass, are able to pass through because of that uh, payment, because of the blood, right? There's life in the blood. So we have life because of the blood. And uh, you can get way deeper into it. I mean, there's a, there, you could really, really, really get deep into it if you want. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, it, it, it's clear to me that the world is unacceptable. And clear to me from the suicide level that it's not just unacceptable, but it's, uh, it's, it, 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 it's pure evil. And evil has been allowed to to flourish. In fact, in one part of I think Matthew twenty four is um, uh, actually I'm not I don't have the exact verse on me right now, but it's where Satan offers Jesus the kingdoms of the world if he'll just bow down. And it turns out that Satan actually owns 
all the institutions of all the world and has the power to give all of them, including all the people. Satan actually indicates that he owns all people, which is more interesting than owning the institutions. Satan owns all people. What about those who have been good? They pledged their life to look. No. Owns all people. I mean, that's just basically it. You come into this world, he owns you. You're owned, a man. Now, you want to get out of that situation and align with creator, with source, with power, with number one, with, with, you know, you want to get on with your life. But for now, we're all born as slaves into this satanic ownership. And we have to find a way out. You know, uh, the cultures throughout the world all realize they need to find a way out of this. Even Bob Dylan. There must be a way out of here, said the Joker to the thief. I mean, it's just just obvious. You know, even when you see people like pop stars, you know, hating their audience, you know, wanting to, 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 to wanting them all dead. You know, and you hear about this stuff. I mean, this is not anything new, but we talk about this. Meaning, in this world, they have riches, fame, fortune, audiences, complete success. And yet they themselves want their audience dead, and they want to die too, and they hate it. They hate all of it. And this is, this is very common. Very common. It's a very common thing that happens. People say, I don't understand it. She has everything a person could ever want. Why would she hate her audience and hate herself so much? (laughs) Because God made it that way. You know? If you hate yourself, and you hate your life, and you hate your family... And you hate all your circumstances. And you hate your friends, really. You just hate everything. You see, you get it. I I know all the the, the lessons about appreciation and being grateful, and that's what we're trying to do today. But this, this fundamental hatred of everything to begin with of the world is the way, because of the way God made it, so that you would hate it. You know, uh, had he made it more lovely, uh, everyone would fall in love with it. And and he said, well, the whole point is for you not to love your lives unto death, but for you to, to, to want to give up your life because you don't like it. So the other side that wants to control you, the other when I say the other side, I mean them who want to control you and take away your birthright, which is eternity, eternal life to take, you know, eternal freedom, to take away that birthright and to control you themselves. That's what I mean by the other side, okay? It's got to do with you, with me, with what they want to do to us. Uh, you know, they want you to fall in love with, with you. They, they say, you come with us and we're, you, you'll be so successful you'll fall in love with your world. 
you'll be happy. And now Klaus the genius is saying, well, you'll own nothing, you'll eat no meat, you'll eat bugs, but see, you'll be happy finally. We will cure the ontological uh, problem of being. Of just being is just pure pain. And we'll solve that. You'll finally be happy with the world we're creating for you. And of course, you know, in that world, you are dead. Right? You're dead to the eternal world. You're dead. You're, you're only... Um, one could make an argument that you're consciously not even there. Like, you could make an argument that all the pods in the Matrix don't exist. Right. In other words, they don't exist in a meaningful way that even matters to anyone. They're just, as if they never were already. Right, because they've been changed, they've been edited, so they're, they're uh, moot. They're just a blob of nothing. There is no way back. There is no soul intact. There is no life to be had. There's just usurpation, misappropriation, theft, murder, lying, which is pretty much the, you know, the norm in this particular world. That really, um, and having those thoughts, people say, well, you're thinking negative thought. No, I'm thinking, what do you mean? I'm thinking super positive thought. What are you talking about? I'm completely positive because when I think thoughts that are true, it makes me happy. Not happy in a ho ho he he or kick your feet up way, but generally it calms me. It creates a uh, a spirit of not just knowing, but confidence that I am not fooled. I am not programmed. God gave me great intelligence. Uh, you know, God gave me great uh, talents to do things. I can be grateful about things when I'm not programmed. Isn't that wonderful, that tree, that vista, that, that ocean, that lake? Yes. It's wonderful. I don't know, you know, I want to turn to the nation for a second. You know, I don't know what every, people, I just get the sense, people are miserable from coast to coast. They're just completely miserable in the United States. And they're mad, they're angry, and they, they're just falling into Klaus Schwab's paradigm. You're going to be very angry. You're going to, yeah, you'll be angry and very angry. But it won't matter to me because we're going to keep doing it to you. Right, he said it won't matter to him no matter how angry you get. You can't go touch him. You can't touch Gates. You can't touch Bezos. You can't touch, who's that other loser? What's his name? Branson. These are, Start seeing these guys as, they're the losers. Remember, they're the usurper. They're the, they're the ones that basically have no future. And they have no shot. They have nothing. They're the elites. They've already made their bed. They've already been spoken for. They were already predicted and prophesied about. 
They will have their just reward. They have harmed the children. I don't know how you get out of that. And when I say harm the children, you know, we're, we don't just mean human trafficking and everything. We mean, you know, trying to, through trauma-based abuse and through MK Ultra techniques, uh, create, you know, patterns of robots, basically obedient children that will grow up to serve them and also will dispose of the great amount of trafficked children that are to be, you know, thrown in the dumpster. <laughs> and just because you would acknowledge that, God will reward you. For seeing the truth, you'll be rewarded with, you know, a sound mind and, and, and with, if there is any joy to be had, you'll have it. You will not have joy if you're in delusion. You will not have joy if you're guessing. If you don't know what this reality is all about, you won't have joy. You're going to be worried. Deep down, I mean, on the surface, yeah, you may be a good time Charlie. Down there at the local bar, having a beer, watching the game, feeling all nice and cozy in your new cult of jabbed people. <laughs> Deep down, you know, there's that thing that projects out of you. That person over there should be killed. Who? The unjammed. And what that really is, that thing that comes up in them that does that, is it's toward themselves. But they have been programmed to project onto the enemy of the state, which is basically a group of um, mainly white men that they complain about. They fund all the anti-white men uh, protests and movements, by the way. The money comes from them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and when you know that that should set you free right uh, I think we well we've mocked him folks that's all we can do today dead man walking uh Well, no, we don't want to hurt each other. What we want to do is we want to help each other, and we don't want to aid the the usurper elites stealing everything from us, especially that part of us that's connected to God, that wants to be free, that has another destiny— and they want to usurp that destiny. See, that's what you don't want them to do, but that's what they do if you leave them to it. And I'll see you guys next time. God bless you, each and every one. Enjoy your turkeys and cranberry sauce and what what is stuffing and you know, uh, you know, you know, don't let them like guilt you. Oh, you, you know, you usurp the land from the Indians. Yeah, well, before the Indians, there were other people here. Oh, no, they weren't. Oh, let's solve it. Let's solve it with politics. Let's solve it with carnality. 
Let's solve it with pipes and, and rods and, and, and bolts and nuts.
Thank <laughs> you.